one podcast. Mining the Magic the Gathering community for salt. This is the Howling Salt Mine. It's the Howling Salt Mine. The Howling Salt Mine. Welcome back, everybody, to another episode of the Howling Salt Mine podcast, the podcast where we delve into those salty, salty minds of the Magic the Gathering community, find the saltiest stories, the saltiest posts, and put them in our mind cart and bring them right back up to you, our dear prospectors at home. As always, I'm your host, Sam, and I'm joined with my two co-hosts, Mike and Tony. Say hey, guys. What up, what up, what up? Hey, guys. And we also have our honored guest host, Nick, with us today. Hey, Nick. Hey. Hi. Highly esteemed. Pew, pew, pew. Highly esteemed and <laughs> highly steamed. He's so steamed. Our steamy, he's steamy, guest steamy, guest steamy guest like, He's just like a little grumpy. He's like, oh, I'm steamed about that. <laughs> More like, you know, like a, like a, like a hot tub a nice dumpling, like a yeah. steamed ham. He's like saying he's, nice he's dumpling. saying he's dumpy. Yeah. <laughs> a little dumpy, a little dumpy boy. And Nick is here with us today because we're going to be talking about our time at mtg summit this is Mm -hmm. our recap special so as i always say if you've never heard this show before and this is your first episode get out of here what are you doing you're doing all wrong you're not welcome go on get this is not an accurate representation of what our content is yeah whenever we go to a convention we like to do these recap episodes we just kind of talk about our experience what we did every day and you know shout out all the fun people that we met and cool games that we had yeah, so it's like you can be there with us. Yeah, space. exactly. Yeah. You can it's like you went, actually. Yeah, it's basically like you went. You yeah. actually yeah. were there. You're you're one of our longest friends. Yep. Some people might be there. Some listeners yeah, sure. some people Eventually, were actually there. We're actually there. <laughs> that is fair. Sure. <laughs> Before we get into our episode, we gotta shout out our nice patrons, Hephaestus Bolts, Prime Speaker Florian, Yef Judge, and Accidental TPK. <laughs> <laughs> Dude. Yef Judge told me that they were going to send me like a way to pronounce the name correctly. And they, they, I don't have it yet, clearly. Uh, at, at a certain point, I will be pronouncing it I think it it's perfectly. better that you just do it different every time. Yep, and eventually judge. one of them will be right. <laughs> <laughs> but thank you for supporting the podcast. Really means a lot, guys. Fuck yeah. We love you. Yeah, so we're basically just going to like ramble through and... That's the show. That's the show today. <laughs> That's all, folks. So yeah. for people who aren't familiar, MTG Summit was a convention that was held at the end of October in Salt Lake City, Utah. And uh, it was put on by the guys over at Kingdoms TV, which is a gameplay show on YouTube. And this is their second year putting it on. They invited us to be special guests at the convention, which was pretty cool. Ooh. And, you know, we'll talk a little bit about what that entailed and, and how our experience was with that. And yeah, the, the four of us went and had a good time overall. I think, it was I think blast. we can kick it off by saying overall, it was good. Yeah. Yeah. Overall, for it was sure. So fun. Seven out of 10 with rice. I think it's worth mentioning too, that this is only the second year that this, uh, like convention has happened. Mm. Yeah. It's like a very new one. Its first year, it like kind of blew up and didn't expect to. Yep. Enough that it had a, it had a second year. Like it happened again, you know. Yep. Which is not always something to be said about like large organized events 
on this scale. Yeah, especially pulled together, you know, from like a creator turned TO basically. Yeah. Uh, like event event organizer. Mm-hmm. I don't even know if TO is really correct, but turned into this event organization thing. And yeah, it, it, it's a very interesting convention. You know, it was a little bit on the smaller side. It didn't feel like Commander Sealed because Commander Sealed is so small and intimate. And so focused kind of in yeah, what it's doing. Yeah, focused on that one event. But it did feel like a mini Magicon. You know, it felt like a mm-hmm. little Magicon Philadelphia or a little Magicon Vegas. Um, not the same spectacle, but still a pretty decent amount of space and a fair amount of people there. Yeah, it was it was significantly chillier than Vegas was, I would say. Yeah. Just in terms of the energy level. Not that that's like a bad thing per se, but it was definitely just kind of like turned down a bit. For sure. Yeah. And I mean, you had like, like the door was chill and like no one was frantically checking registrations. There was no, no like, one was ever checking registrations. Yeah, that was <laughs> like the first day. <laughs> okay, fair. I wasn't trying to be, yeah. I wasn't trying to blow up their spot, but yes. <laughs> oh man. Well, well, should let's just start chronologically. Uh, let me say that again. <laughs> yeah, how do you how do you start chronologically? Chronologically. Let's start chronologically with this one, guys. So let's let's kick it off with Wednesday when Mike and I yeah. had our <laughs> amazing adventure, our big trip yeah. to Salt Lake City. <laughs> yep. It wouldn't have been complete without Sam kind of freaking out on the way to the airport and me yep. like standing in a burrito line, like being like was it because he had to shit or was gonna it because uh, that, that was definitely related? I did there, not have to shit. Oh, I did not have to, have to pee really badly. I did badly. have to pee yeah, okay. very badly. There's still some bathroom But emergency. I kept that to myself. Well, you let but me Mike, know. That it Mike was in the knew. first five things you told me. So I can't say you kept it to yourself. But yeah, so I, I drove up to Boston, like giving myself so much ample time and hit literally an hour of traffic, like an additional hour of traffic oh, beyond wow. what I expected. So yep. I got to the airport like what would have been like 40 minutes before the plane boarded. And thankfully, the security line was super fucking fast. I just like blasted through it. Shout out to the awesome security guy. He was like, do you have any electronics in your bag? And I was like, I have some cards. He was like, oh, what kind of cards? I was like, Magic the Gathering. And it's some One Piece. And he's like, oh, sick. I play Yu-Gi-Oh! and Pokemon. And I was like, (laughs) hell yeah, dude. I'm going to a convention right now. And he's like, sweet. On you go. And they didn't like pull any of my decks or anything like that. It was was all very chill. That's huge. Then our plane got delayed. So all my fucking racing was for literally nothing. Yep. Sad day. And then we did make it on the plane. They were like, hey, you got to check your bags because we're, oh, you know, there's, we're going to be out of space. We did hey, not. Do there was space. There's there was so space, much fucking space. But we oh, did check nice. our bags. Every time. Oh, yeah, every bags. Sad day. We were forced um, to check the bags. Yeah, we well, wait, we how, long was, how long was the uh, the delay or the well, first delay? The delay before boarding was like 45 minutes. But then once we'd boarded and checked our bags and Sam had taken his CPAP out of his bag and stuff, Thank we God. chilled on the tarmac for like an hour and a half. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> nice. Yep. The classic. We pulled out of the gate and then they were like, hey, so Texas is having some pretty crazy weather because that's where our connecting flight was. Yep. So we can't really go yet. And once we do go, we have like a 10 minute window to go or we're not going at all. And we were like, <laughs> yeah, sweet. Good thing we have one piece one of TCG piece. to keep us going. One piece. Were you guys sitting next to each other at least? Oh, yeah. Yes. We, yeah, we were yeah, like yeah, the yeah. two happiest people on the plane because we just jammed game after game of One Piece. <laughs> yeah, we did. We were just sitting next to each other playing games. Were you guys yeah. like talking? Yeah. Have you ever played a game of Magic where you don't talk? 
No, but I have played the game of being on a plane and like fucking hating the people who are talking when I'm like stuck on a fucking tarmac for an hour and a half. Yeah, we were like looking at each other's cards and being like, wow, that's a very nice card. Yeah. <laughs> Making sure to exclaim as loudly as possible. With like a little, a little spittle coming out too. Yeah. I think I would have lost my shit if I was behind you. Well, yeah. Well, good thing you weren't. That person could get fucked. <laughs> like <Yeah>. literally. <laughs> I feel like that's where my East Coast attitude comes out, though, because like most people will just not say anything. And I, I will get to a point where I'm like, I need this to stop. Like, I need silence right now. I think you meant to say New Jersey me. attitude, Tony. That's a New Jersey thing. Yeah, whatever. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> anyway, continue. So you had an hour and a half to lay on the tarmac. Yep. Mm-hmm. We eventually get to Texas and it is a little after midnight. And that was when we were supposed to get to Salt Lake City originally. <laughs> and we get to texas and we're like wow there's a lot of people just kind of kicking around the old airport for Mm -hmm. uh for midnight 30 here yeah they hit us with the old like (laughs) if you're trying to find out about connecting flight information go to this one gate so then we like walk down five we we take a little detour. We wait for a tram that we did not need to wait for. And then we take a detour down to uh, the gate that everyone's at. And there's literally like 200 people in a line yeah. all waiting Ooh, to talk to a, that's a, a bad one gate agent at like yep. midnight. And I knew it was bad when they brought out like the, the cart full of like refreshments. Oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah. You're going to be here a the while. sympathy cart. Of yeah, like... With like water, like mini hotel sized water bottles and like. Yep. Peanuts and gummy bears, and we're like, all right, which were appreciated. Yeah, we, I did eat did the like snacks. It. I was refreshed. Yeah, but this yeah. was Dallas, you say? Yeah, yeah this, this was in Dallas. Dallas, middle of a hurricane. Dallas. You know what DFW stands for, right? Don't fuck with it. Uh, I was gonna say it doesn't fucking work. Yeah, that too. <laughs> so we're like waiting in this line, and meanwhile, I get uh, a message on my phone that's like, "Hey, you guys were rebooked. Your flight is tomorrow morning." And we we're like, "That sucks." We want to go tonight if we can. I want to go now. So then we're like in this line with 200 people. I'm calling hotels. Every hotel in Dallas is booked because this has been happening all day and every airline is down and no planes are leaving Texas. (laughs) Almost as if by fate, there's this dude like sitting on a chair next to us while we're in line. And he's talking very loudly to like his significant other or something on his phone being like, I called every hotel in the area and they're all booked and no flights are going out tonight. And there's really no reason to be waiting in that. Yeah, big, he was long just line. like we were info like, dumping mm. everything yeah. we needed to know. So eventually I'm like, I can't stand in this line anymore. We were in the line for like, it felt like a 40 minutes, maybe or a half hour. Uh, Mike was entertaining me with memes because the he's, one piece. He's so <laughs> the one piece is real. <laughs> Can we get much higher? <laughs> okay, so none of the rest of you who are listening will understand this, but Sam and Mike literally have said this, so that like the entire <laughs> fucking weekend. It was the whole fucking weekend. So if you understand why Tony and I are frustrated about One Piece, how you know? Like, it was just one of those earworms, weekend. like one yeah. of those things that wriggles into your brain at like two a.m. when you're kind of delirious waiting oh, in the so airport funny. line, and you're like, yeah. "That's I'm gonna." decide that this is my personality for the rest of the <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> so it would like hit me as just the funniest one piece meme i've ever seen in my entire life i like could not stop saying it or watching it uh we'll put it in the show notes so you guys can check it out <laughs> so anyways we depart from the line and we're walking back to i'm like let's just go to where our gate is tomorrow so we can just wake up tomorrow and like roll onto this plane our flight was at like eight 
it was technically today at that point. Like it was six yeah. hours in the future, right? Yeah. It was not. <laughs> so we walk by the 7-Eleven and Mike, eagle-eyed Mike is like, there are blankets over there. He's like, should we, should we get blankets? I was like, oh man. And they had fucking like a toothbrush, like a little travel toothbrush. Water. It was like this oasis in the middle yeah. of a, a hurricane ridden <laughs> Dallas. <laughs> and eventually we just find a space and, uh, you know, try to make it as comfy as possible and set up and sleep and sort of sleep. As much sleeping as you can do in like a fucking airport on a bench. Yeah. That, yeah. Like isn't. They're usually designed so that people can't actually lay down <laughs> yeah. on them comfortably because they don't want people to sleep. <laughs> it was like, how can we contort our bodies to avoid like these two armchairs? And I was like, yeah. <laughs> but like two minutes in, I was like, Sam, I think I've got it. Yeah. Back here, my hip is on this one. My chest is just getting poked a little bit on this one. <laughs> yeah. Like, like crack the code because the armrests don't fucking move because they don't yeah. want people to lay down on these things. Yeah. So it's sort of this moment of being like, do we sleep on the ground but earlier that day we had seen like a mouse in the airport and i was like i don't want to be in like nibble range and mike Mike figured out how to contort ourselves and you know have like all of our stuff under there and then the blankets were like a great tent it it worked man i even got my cpap hooked up so i wasn't dying in my sleep it fucking worked (laughs) i just want to question something here what how could dallas be hurricane ridden it's like literally nowhere near the coast like it's a good like 300 miles inland of like the coast of texas i do not understand is this like the world's largest hurricane that no one ever heard about like what the fuck well well, one yes it was a large hurricane yeah (laughs) and two all i know is that there was water dripping from the roof so yeah maybe dallas just wasn't ready but uh it was like maybe because it's 300 miles inland yeah not prepared for a hurricane yeah i mean that's like that's just kind of in the situation Texas has been in for a while where yeah, they keep getting true. hit with fucking crazy weather. And they're like, oh, it's not dry. Hmm. Well, yeah. <laughs> well I guess I'll just die. Yeah, I guess we'll just like wait a couple days. Yeah. So yeah. anywho, we wake up the next day, fresh as a daisy uh, that had been stepped on a few times and hop on the plane and fucking make it to Salt Lake City. Check into the dope Airbnb that we had and get a little bit of coffee at what was that place called? Foundation Coffee District. 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 District Coffee, Coffee, which was right at the edge of our Airbnb. Yeah, proceeded to have that every single day for the rest of the time we were in Salt Lake City. (laughs) Every morning was like like the most convenient thing. Yeah. Yeah fucking ruled it was literally at the end of the driveway like yes you, it yeah. was in the description of the airbnb was that hey there's this coffee place at the end of the driveway and that yeah. was accurate yeah hey, he was like this is how you find the airbnb go yeah, he was like go place. down the driveway <laughs> of the coffee place uh, and the airbnb was fucking dope it was like really sick um yeah, sometimes really you get a real stinker of an airbnb like we had in vegas <laughs> it's one of the most comfortable airbnb beds i've ever slept in yeah. It, it mm. was lacking distinctly, though, in, in you know, Simba and Nala love posters. <laughs> yeah, that's true. <laughs> that is true. That is true. Yeah, I, that's extremely I take true. It back. <laughs> Fuck that shit. That place sucked. <laughs> so Mike and I, like, clean ourselves up, try to recharge. Oh, and while we were leaving the airport, this was, like, the first kind of cool thing for us. There was, like, a dude with a sign that was, like, MTG Summit content creators. And Mike was, like, joking about it. He was, like, 
I wonder if there's going to be a guy with a sign. Wouldn't that be so funny? And I was like, never. And then this dude was just like, hello, I'm the guy with the sign. Because we saw one person with a sign, like kind of right up against security, like yeah. one person with a sign. And then I was joking about that one person. I was like, that would be funny. And then the second person and only other person with a sign was the MTG. <laughs> yeah. We carpooled to our Airbnb and we got to meet Chase Manicurves. Um, which is it was really chill to meet them and just chit chat in the car. And then mm -hmm. uh, Giraffe and Nat, Nat was also there. So it was just cool to meet up with a couple other creators that we haven't met in person yet and just kind of yeah. chit chat and have that connection because we just kept bumping into them the whole weekend and jamming games and shit. Yep. Then we finally made it to the con, refreshed ourselves, got over there. We each got our like swag bag full of stuff. One of my favorite things, <laughs> which is so small, uh that the the guys did uh so small but very appreciated was they asked us all for like what our favorite snack was and each of our like content creator bags just had like snacks in it so i asked mm. for wild berry skittles and i had already bought skittles for like my plane ride because i always need some candy on the plane <laughs> so i already <laughs> had this like big ass bag of skittles and i was like well i should definitely get a lot because I need it for the weekend. And then they gave me a one pound bag of Skittles on top of that, <laughs> <laughs> which was just the best. And of course, Mike. I had to get those pistachios. Mike got pistachios. <laughs> What's more insulting is that you weren't going to get pistachios. And then Sam and I had to be <laughs> into getting yeah, I was, pistachios. I was be like, I'd like barbecue chips. <laughs> no, you idiot. Do the thing. Some all dressed. Do the bit, dude. Do the bit. I don't even yeah, remember what Tony got because he fucking didn't share. He got them. mini Oreos. Those little Oreos. Share. Yeah, he didn't share them at all. We were like, what did you get, Tony? He's like, I ate them. <laughs> <laughs> Granted, uh, eating, eating a bag of mini Oreos is is way better than eating one pound of skills yeah. yourself. You, you did a good job of sharing those, though. I, 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 I certainly I had took to. in the, the yeah. skills. Yeah, I had to. I think I would have not made it home your teeth would have fallen out yeah right. <laughs> like something was like awoke in me because like i feel like i never really liked wild berry skittles but then i was like oh shit these are like pretty good dude they're fucking really good it, yeah. as far as i'm considered they're the best skittle flavor mm. he's considered ladies and i feel gentlemen. like i always my favorite was always the old school lime mm. old school lime Oh, well, they did away with that for a little bit and then brought it back, which I think was a marketing ploy. They did, yeah. They made it green apple. And I was like, yeah. no one likes fucking green apple. Feels like it's not quite the same, but I don't know. Maybe my childhood taste buds just remember it differently or something, but it doesn't yeah. feel like it like what it was. But That's I used life. to like separate them out. I wouldn't eat the red, never ate the red. Whoa, you never ate them. I only would eat the green, did you throw them uh, in the trash? yellow and orange. The orange ones were the gross ones. Did you throw fake, them out? Fake orange flavor is bad. Yeah. I'm pretty what? sure I did. Wow. Wow. Yeah. It's crazy that this is your last episode on the podcast. This is how we find out. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Once again, proving that Tony's the worst. Yeah. Oh my God. Just watching a movie on mute and eating only half of the bag of Skittles and throwing the rest in the trash. <laughs> oh, Insane. So anyway, then I show up to the convention. Yeah. Yeah. So Nick, Nick, what was your like your experience walking in there? It was a little dumb, but that was mostly my own mistake. Uh, but also, like, there was no labeling. So first oh, off, I, I did not have any this. of the. <laughs> I did not have any of the the travel issues that Mike and Sam had. My my flight was perfectly smooth. I flew direct Thursday morning. Got to Salt Lake City around like two, I think. 
rolled over to the Airbnb, dropped my stuff off, walked over to the convention center. So our Airbnb was only like two blocks away from the convention center. And there weren't at this point, because I think it, because it was Thursday, it was like the first day of the convention and only VIPs and content creators were allowed to like go on Thursday. Yep. So there were no signs or anything saying like, Hey, this is where you go in to get into the convention. <laughs> and uh, <laughs> the convention center was like, it's a like massive convention center. They were only using like a small portion of it, but yeah, it's a very, very large building, probably like three or four city blocks long easily. And so I, an idiot walked all the way down to the far end of the convention center and then went inside because the the side I was walking down was all like truck docks. So there was no way to get in on that side. <laughs> now I like saw some other people like leaving as I was walking in. It's like, oh, where do you go to like actually, you know, go to the convention? She's like, oh, you have to go all the way back to the other side. <laughs> so I walked all the way back on the inside to the convention center and turns out it was like literally I passed right by the door without even realizing that that was the entrance yeah it was like the most straight shot possible from yeah. where our airbnb went <laughs> so that that mistake was only made once thankfully, but. <laughs> but yeah then the three of us got in there and yeah. you got your swag bag nick i got my swag bag i was not special i had to actually pay to go uh so yep. i paid for the the <laughs> vip commander pass which yep in hindsight, was not worth it. Uh, <laughs> well, you you didn't take advantage of any of the events or prizing, right? Uh, no, because there was like a whole prizing and ticket structure. That I, I actually then... did get prizes because okay. we got we got tickets for doing the CDH tournament. I don't know if you saw that. Oh, really? Rip. I yeah, did not. Well, <laughs> <laughs> I, I think overall the convention was very good, but I think like communication could have been a bit better because like there was no real kind of explanation of like what the things you were supposed to do or had or what your benefits mm -hmm. were mm -hmm. yeah well also the fucking apps why are all these people trying to make apps that are shitty and then like <laughs> yeah. like just don't guys just don't make a shitty app don't waste the money doing it yeah and like you're not going to use it anyway and no one else is going to use it it's like if it's trash it's trash i mean but, i couldn't yeah. even sign into the app because uh i didn't have like a kingdoms account because we were creators so i downloaded yeah. it and i was like yeah. what's this app all about and opened it and it was like sign in and i was like well I'm going to yeah. do that. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So they had some things like, like I got a bunch of swag, which I just objectively did not need. It's like three fucking play mats. Like a, <laughs> the sweatshirt is actually like a nice sweatshirt and like some pins and stuff like that, which was cool. But like, yeah, I got another fucking thing to collect the pins. Like I, I want pins now from everywhere I, I go. <laughs> like somebody give me a fucking pin. <laughs> so then the other thing was like, you had vouchers to be in the command zone, but it did not seem like anybody gave a shit if you were just hanging out in the command zone at all so like no. you paid for extra access that didn't seem warranted or justified the voucher thing was like if you needed to be paired with people you could like use the vouchers to was, like yeah. get paired but if you already had a pod it didn't do you any good so i just kind of cashed mine out for the tickets that they were worth anyway and then use those to just bump some packets at the end of it but you could also just walk around and be like hey you two people over there want to play a game and they'd be yep. like yeah so there's kind of this like cue for getting paired up into the command zone pods that, like Nick said, was sort of seemed optional. And and yeah. I will agree, like, granted, on that Thursday, since everybody was either a creator or a VIP, it like made sense that there weren't really barriers to like get into certain sections or sit in certain places. But I never really saw anyone get turned away from the command zone all yeah, weekend. I didn't, and there's like either. a specific command zone access. 
And I also saw people who had general admission passes, but had purchased a VIP ticket and like the ticket was only present on their phone through the app, basically. Mm, yeah. So, yeah. Like there was something like that in, in the two headed giant draft that Mike and I were a part of. Yeah. So it, yeah, the lines were very blurred, which personally I think is kind of how it should be. But I do feel bad, you know, for people who paid a shit ton of money for that kind of stuff and probably just wanted to chill in the command zone and could have done it with a general admission pass. You right. know what I mean? Yeah. yeah, exactly. On Thursday, that's kind of exactly where we went. The three of us shot over to the command zone. We bumped into Veggie Wagon and just sat down and jammed a game with Veggie, uh, which was super chill. And then just kind of caught games for the next like few hours in the command zone up until dinner time. Then we bumped into Keith Ulu, who if people don't know Keith, Keith is like a fantastic card alterist. He does these sort of like 3D impression card alters. Super bumped cool. into him and, and grabbed some dinner with him and a couple other people. And then jammed some more games that night. Yeah, don't forget the uh, the game with our long-term buddy, Travis. Oh, yes. yeah. The, the yeah. saga of the Boomer Baron. Yeah, I was going to say. So that was going to be my <laughs> my salty moment of Thursday that I wanted to focus on. Not all of the travel and all the bullshit from that. That wasn't salty. That that wasn't salty. That just was awful. <laughs> yeah, that just sucked major ass. You guys did also have a game with Nat and Dana from EDH Rec. That was yep. really cool. Um, and I was just kind of like kicking around while you guys were doing that. Then later on, we bumped into this guy, Travis, who ended up being one of our con buddies for the whole weekend and kind of had this like funny inside joke that he was somebody that we knew for a super long time. He was just like good at like melding into the group yep. right up from the get go. Shout out Travis, if you're listening to just one of those folks you meet and you're immediately like, this is great. This person is a great. Yeah. I want to spend time with them and play more games and joke around. It was great. So we play this game. And this is like, this is like the moment that I got really salty over the course of the weekend. <laughs> and I think maybe Mike's saltiest moment too. Yeah. So I'm playing Togo Kesket. Mike is playing, what are you playing? Adama, or no, My bad uh, recce deck. Recce, yeah, his recce yes, deck that, that he had just newly made. The other two players don't matter. They can get fucked. Yeah. <laughs> uh, but, but but I'm one of those players. <laughs> who cares what they're playing? The other is Travis who we just are saying good things about. I, I will I have a quick tangent. You guys also say get fucked fourth player and that player is me. <laughs> oh, no. <laughs> just saying. Remember the fourth player. Mm. <laughs> uh, R.I.P. Fuck you guys. <laughs> Commander's supposed to be played three players <laughs> no, no, no. no. <laughs> so anyways we have this interaction where i have a decently built up board with togo casket i have like some rocks equipped and i have gear report aether grid which costs two and a red and basically says you can tap two untapped artifacts you control and deal one damage to any target and then i also have mayhem devil out so whenever anybody sacks something, I can deal one damage to any target. So earlier, Mike had played a Kogla. I think it was off of some trigger that Nick had. It was off of a Serdan trigger uh, yeah. from Nick's Serdan deck. You had played a Kogla and it fought something on board and was yep. left with like two unmarked damage. And I very notably did not fight one of Sam's things. Yep. And you and were then... like, you're like, very Sam, notably. Don't, don't kill this. Th I was like, how much? damage is left on Koga and you're like 
if it takes two more, it will die. But please don't do that. And if you do, I will send all my shit at you. And I was like, I mean, Kogla's big. This is my moment. So he did it, of course. Come on. I had to. I had to fucking kill it, man. No, that's fair. So, of course, I sent everything at Sam. Uh, So, yeah. So my turn is one thing Mike is good for. It's if he says that, if he proclaims, like, if you do something, I'm going to, like, everything I have is coming at you. He's got something. It's not like he's going to, like, do one thing. He he answers the mail. He answers the mail every time. He for sure does. (laughs) So, so I. I get to my turn. I put a fight spell on the stack with my Glimmer Baron fighting something of Sam's. Togo. Togo. Okay. And Glimmer Baron can pump itself by sacking a token to get plus two, plus two. Yep. So I had a bunch of tokens. <laughs> my sacks do an increment of plus two, plus two, but also trigger Sam's Mayhem, Mayhem Devil. <laughs> so basically, we get into this little fight where I'm sacking a token, Sam's getting a Mayhem Devil trigger, and then trying to put a little extra damage on top of the trigger before my plus two plus two resolves, yep. so that like a Togo Rock deals damage or an Ether Grid ping deals some damage or something. Yeah. <laughs> Initially, we're like, okay, we kind of both think it's going to be over soon. We're like, okay, well, I'll just invest a little more and then the other person will give up and I'm sure it'll resolve. <laughs> yeah. So we don't start by being super careful and, and thoughtful with what triggers are going on the stack. Cause it's a casual game. Cause it's a casual yeah. game. I mean, who would have no expected way. the most epic <laughs> stack battle here fighting over a glimmer baron trying to kill it. Like, yeah. it. And the thing was that we were having sack triggers go on the stack and buffs going on the stack and damage going on the stack. And at the end, we had both pretty much just like fucked our boards completely. Yeah, we just ripped through our entire Mike boards. <laughs> Mike did rip through. Yeah, his but whole I had board. to do it. Like it was definitely a point where I had invested now in the fight spell and sacking all my tokens yeah. to it, so that I needed to go through. Otherwise, I had sacked everything without the fight going through. And it was just impossible to tell what the actual outcome was. And I basically insisted that I did one extra damage, and Mike insisted that Glimmer Baron still had one health left after the whole yep. stack resolved and there's really no way for us to tell in the moment so we were both really salty i was very salty i can't speak for mike but i was certainly salty about it well i was already grumpy because you'd removed my kogla when you had no business doing so after i'd given you the goodwill of not fighting one of your things with kogla you should have really pointed out that goodwill man because i wasn't aware of i it. did i did i said i'm playing kogla kogla's coming down I looked at you. I said, Sam, I'm not going to remove one of your things. I, I couldn't hear you over I the did. Skittles I was chewing. I couldn't hear you. Yeah, that must have been it. That must have been it. <laughs> so, yeah. So, basically, we got to a point where the stack was probably like 15 activations and triggers yeah. and shit deep. And we were just, just like, gross. We'll, we'll just call it. Because it had taken probably 15 minutes, like 5 to 10 minutes <laughs> yeah. of actual time of us just going through this until we got to the end. And we're like, well, now we don't even know what happened. Yeah. <laughs> we just have much stuff we don't know. I just want to say as an outside observer it's not that you guys were getting like salty you were just kind of getting like first off because it was thursday and you guys were still fucking exhausted there's <laughs> yeah. just like right that like could keep mental... in mind we'd woken up in an airport that morning right. yeah <laughs> <laughs> and also been with each other for the last 12 hours <laughs> right. <laughs> right if not 24 at, yeah. at, i think 24 at that yeah point. <laughs> it wasn't so much that there was like 
you know, you guys were getting like feisty with each other. It was just a like pure mental anguish. Of, like, <laughs> really? Like, is this happening right now? Just like total, <laughs> like drained of like, I don't fucking know anymore. You, <laughs> here's the deal. This, the, we'll both die. It's fine. I just don't want yeah. to deal with this. Yeah, the the final concession was um, at some point during that, I think I had done something to make a treasure Mm -hmm. and that treasure was still on the stack. Mike was basically like, if you also sack that treasure and put the damage on Glimmer Baron, we'll call it square. Basically, Mike sacks all his tokens. I also sack all my tokens and then we're good, you know? (laughs) (laughs) And the Glimmer Baron dies and Togo doesn't die because the spell gets fizzled. But like, we're both in a bad spot. This is the agreement that we (laughs) came to. We've heard each other enough. Yeah. The cherry on top of this is that Travis, our long-term friend from (laughs) way back from elementary school, in the beginning of the game had said, hey, do you guys mind if I record this? I'm just like messing around with like some 360 recording. So we actually have the video footage yeah. of the game and uh, we have not yet gone back and reviewed the footage, but we will be doing that at some point. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> we probably have to at some point. I do feel like it's it's just so masochistic to go back. <laughs> yeah. <But laughs> yep. Mike had a really good uh, idea, which was to take our board state and try to do the stack battle again fresh and sort of like try to recreate it and see what the true outcome would be and then watch the video and try to like trace our actual stack that we did. Yeah. But yep, that was good. And then after that, we crashed hard. Went back to the Airbnb. Tony showed up. We were like, hello, Tony. We are all going to bed. (laughs) (laughs) Well, because I mean, I got got in at like... It was like past midnight. I think it was twelve thirty or so. No, it was like it 10:30. wasn't that late. It was like really? yeah. it, was t- it felt yeah. like twelve. It felt like forever. But oh, yeah, well, it's because like it was twelve thirty back in Boston, right? Yeah. Yep. Yeah. Because yeah. I actually ironically left from Boston because I was in Boston <laughs> for work, <Yeah>. which is ridiculous. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> you know, you could just live there. I know, dude. And you could always fly out of Boston. <laughs> Uh, yeah. <laughs> so then we hit Friday. Friday was a fresh day. Um, let me check my notes here. What did we do on Friday? Oh, got that breakfast burrito. Vibes. Oh yeah. Got, got the breakfast burrito. We, we were fired up on the Rito. We fucking had it. <laughs> fired up on, on that Rito. <laughs> Friday was the day where we had all of our like content creator shit scheduled. So it was originally a meet and greet at like 10 a.m. to noon. Then Mike and I were running over to a two-headed giant draft at noon. Then we had like an hour break, and then we were doing the Commander Clash, which was this sort of event where people could play pre-con games against content creators and just like do these pickup games. I think it was mm-hmm. it was like a VIP thing. Yep. So the meet and greet got rescheduled. Thank God, because I did not want to do shit all day. <laughs> Thank God. But at the same time, Sam was freaking out because he was like, they've changed the yeah. schedule like a kid and the schedule's been changed. The the thing was that they moved it to a slot on Saturday where we were all planning to do the CDH tournament. So I yeah. didn't do the CDH tournament. Well, no, y'all were planning on doing the CDH tournament. Indeed. Yeah, yeah. I was never planning on doing it. Yeah, the CDH players were going to do the yeah. CDH tournament. Right. <laughs> even God. i notable <laughs> not cdh player went and did the tournament dude so. you're you're one now nick you're official man yeah you have a entry on edh top 16 that's no i don't not a top 16, <laughs> no, not a top 16. You, no you do you the you, website's top 16 i did yes. not 
for clarity yeah. for the viewers. Yeah. You did not place. You did, did not place <laughs> but, but you do now show up on the website because they are uh, any entry into a CDH tournament gotcha. gets you on there. Yeah, so. gets gets a, an official record. Yep. So yeah, that that was causing me some stress because I was like, when is this going to get moved? You know, we had this thing planned for the meet and greet, and you know, we'll talk about that because uh, it got moved to Saturday. So we eventually resolved that. Nick and Mike were going to do the CDH tournament. Tony and I would cover the meet and greet on Saturday. We would be all good. So anyways, we kick off Friday. Our buddy Tim, Gold Sabretooth, is there. He had a booth at Summit. So we immediately go over, give Tim a big hug, say hello, and chill with him for a little bit. And Tim was like our home base all weekend. We just kept going back and like chilling hard yeah. with Tim. Tim's a hero. Yeah, Tim is just the best. If you haven't been legitimately the best. If you haven't bought so much gold saber tooth merch and or tokens and or everything, you should probably spend like your entire next paycheck on yeah. (laughs) But actually, not a financial advisor, so don't take my advice. Yeah, Yeah. it's all gonna go up. It's all gonna go up. I'm a financial. I'm a registered financial advisor. (laughs) You should stop. You should stop. Pull up. Pull up. I'm not. It's joke, everybody. It's a joke. He's not serious. All right, we we did it. We made it through that one without a lawsuit. Got the disclaimer in. I think the cool thing is that he's got like so much stuff that you can buy like from his site or anything. But if you ever are at a convention and he's there, he will do commissions like that day. Yeah. I saw him draw a the realistic rhino in three minutes. and a, like <laughs> a goofy rhino in like his like style in literally under four minutes. Two tokens like like gorgeous tokens, like yeah. tokens that were that, fucking that was, sick. That was so great. This guy comes up and he's like, Oh, I really like your art, art style, but I was really looking for some rhino tokens. And Tim's just like, dude, I'll draw you rhino tokens right now. And you just fucking did it. Yeah. Like, like it, it was actually insane. And they were really good. They were oh, so man. good. That dude it is like a legend. Nuts. Yeah. And we we all got shit mm-hmm. from Tim. I yep. got a Marath and a Gyruda. I got a Sisse. Yeah. I got a Rafine. Yeah. I got Giada, Mogus, and Neheb. Hell yeah. Giada is sick. And I got a map of New York. A map of New York? And a map yeah. of New York. Oh, I forgot he drew that map. That was funny. Yeah. That was so good. Anyway, yeah, so, Friday. Um, Friday, like I said, it was just kind of like a big day for us to be busy. So the four of us did jam a game. And then Mike and I ran off and did our two-headed giant draft, um, which was really fun. It was it was an Eldrain draft. We had a really good crew of people there. I'll shout them out real quick. It was Christian and Molly. Our buddy Travis was there with his friend Ryan. Steve and Morgan, just a quick little group of eight, but it was super, super fun. Steve and Morgan fucking ran the table yeah. and crushed Smashed all of us. us. Mm. Steve definitely had a ton of Eldraine knowledge. It's just a really good time. There was a really funny moment when we were sitting down and they were like, yeah, we'll do like a round robin because then everybody gets to play the famous content creators that you're sitting with. And I was like, <laughs> I was like, please, please stop. Like <laughs> just kept, the, the, the judge who's very kind just kept saying that we were like celebrities or like famous or something. And I was like, Oh my God. I mean, I'm sure it's part of the script. Like he's supposed to just say that. <laughs> yeah. I think any, but the content creators there were like famous. <laughs> I, I was cringing so hard, dude. It was really, really funny. And you know, all the people we were drafting with were really chill. And like uh, a couple of them were like busting our nuts about it, which was deserved yeah. and funny. Yeah. <laughs> um, and we bumped into them like all weekend, you know, I kept bumping into Molly and Steve and Christian throughout like the whole weekend. And obviously we, we hung out uh, with Travis and Ryan a whole bunch. So that was just a really fun experience. And 
it was cool to do a two-headed giant draft, especially with Mike, because he's good at limited, whereas I'm like super <laughs> juicy at it. So really, Mike was building two decks, and I was just yeah. like, yeah, yeah, that's a cool card. I was like, is this, a, is this a good card? He was like, that's a bad card. I was like, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah, that's a bad card. That's a bad card. I was just <laughs> testing you. It would be like pick three, and Sam would be looking at like the two, three with flying and being like, is this, is this what we want for four? And I'm like, no. Let's get it on the wheel. That, that will come back on the wheel. That, that is like such a limited specific joke that you just told that I don't even yeah. get it. I You're like, it, oh man, his pick three was of this. It's coming back on the wheel. I'm like, what the fuck does that mean? And you were saying that shit live to me. And I was just like, yeah, of course, dude. The wheel. <laughs> the wheel. <laughs> But it was really fun, and we we got some good time. I got some pretty sick cards out of it, man. Because these Eldrain packs have like the interesting enchantments. So I got a Leyline of the Void, a Rest in Peace, which are good, fun stacks pieces that everyone loves. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah the Eldrain, and they're the cool art for the Eldrain enchantments as well. I think yeah, you got very, a cool yeah. Hardened Scales. Maybe that was later. Oh yeah, I got a good Hardened Scales and a Utopia Sprawl as well, yep. Ooh, which nice. I play in my Morath deck. So that was pretty dope. Yep. Hell yeah. And while we were doing that, you guys played a CDH game with Kyle Hill and then just kind of yeah. kicked around and played other games. Yeah. Yeah. So Tony and I snagged a, a CDH game with Kyle Hill, famous YouTuber, does a whole bunch of fun science videos and stuff like that on YouTube. Definitely check him out. His whole series on, oh, I forget what he calls it, but it's like a bunch of like nuclear disasters and stuff like that. He does mm-hmm. these really cool like expose pieces on those are really, really cool. So definitely check those out. If, you, if you've if you never heard of Kyle Hill, which I would be surprised if you haven't heard of Kyle yeah. Hill. Like, <laughs> 20 times as famous as you guys are at least. So. Oh, way more. <laughs> no, it's infinitely more. He like truly was the celebrity. Like if, yeah. if the judge was like, have fun playing with the celebrity and it was Kyle Hill would be like, Oh yeah, of course. Yeah. (laughs) So anyway, Tony and I jammed a a CDH game with him and his friend, Nate, Tony on the S tier Savala, Kyle Hill on the A tier Savala, the other Savala. (laughs) (laughs) I was on Animar. Uh, Nate was on Tim Nekodama, which I hadn't seen in a CDH. So it's a sick deck. It is cool. It was honestly not a super notable game. There was kind of like, uh, one decisive moment, which was uh, Nate had thrown out an early Droneth Magistrate. I had already had Animar out. So well, I was going to say there's mine. two decisive moments, right? Okay. That a turn two Droneth went out before two players could get their like engine yeah. out. <laughs> the Lynchpin commanders. Maybe you should play a better deck. Because <laughs> <laughs> I was already up and running at that point. So I did not give a shit. Your turn order was advantageous. <laughs> Roll better dice, dude. Yeah, roll yeah, better. Yeah, yeah roll your dice it better. Did, true. That's a very so true. yeah. So turn two, Dronath. <laughs> I had already had Animar out, but it basically shut out both Kyle and Tony from dropping their their Savala sisters. And then the game turning moment of the the game, Kyle Hill tried to cast a Beast Within targeting the Dronath, and I deflecting swatted it onto an Esper Sentinel, and that kept both Kyle and Tony out and unable to kind of do anything. And I went off shortly thereafter with, oh, with yeah, some dude. combo stuff. Love you, Kyle Hill, famous YouTuber, best CDH deck ever. And Animar is a plus plus. Tony <laughs> F minus <laughs> minus. Story of the weekend. <laughs> the funniest part about that was so we're all like sitting, and Mike and I are like, "All right, we got to get out of here. We got to go do our event." And you guys saw Kyle Hill, and we're like, "We should go play a game with them." And Tony was like, "Ah, man, I hope he doesn't ask us to play CDH." <laughs> 
And I was like, why? And he's like, because I only have Silvala. And I was like, that's not your fault. Like, that is a problem that, is a that you, you created. That is a you uh, problem. And you went over and then you came back. And he's like, oh, my God, we got to play CDH. And you like begrudgingly, <laughs> begrudgingly grab Silvala and walk back to the table with shame, shame. in your face. <laughs> it, was, it was a great moment because I was like, yes. Yes. <laughs> Tony, and, and of course, Tony had prepped too, because he had taken your advice and, and changed the, the Savala deck to be, you know, brought up to snuff, right, Tony? Nothing right, Tony? that they recommended brought up right, to right, snuff. Tony? At least of, one card was there's good advice. one card that is obviously an auto-include that isn't out yet. So, yes. We also played a fun casual game. A couple of them, yeah. Yeah, we played a couple of fun casual games with some some fun people. T- Tony and I did our grudge and entertained uh, various people. Oh yeah, for one sure. One of the guys we were playing, I don't remember what decks we were playing. It might have been it doesn't You were matter. playing Naheb. I, I was playing, playing uh Frodo. Frodo. Yeah. And they were on a Lord Windgrace and uh Giada deck that was oh, very nice. similar to Nick's fucking Giada deck. Yeah. Uh-oh. Surprise. Almost every Giada deck is similar to that deck. <laughs> yeah, <really. laughs> uh, anyway, Tony and I, of course, got into a grudge match, and uh, the Lord Windgrace player hadn't heard of the podcast. He was just playing with us randomly. <laughs> he was very entertained by Tony and I's grudge match. He's like, oh, yeah, I can see why you guys have a podcast about <laughs> salt. <laughs> Straight up. I, uh, God, I wish I remember good. their names because they were like super chill and super fun. Yeah. That were fun. Shout out if you're listening. That that was like almost the theme of the weekend. It felt like we played a bunch mm-hmm. of random games, especially I think Nick and I did. We like found a bunch yep. of different random people while while they were off doing stuff. And like everyone was just chill. They were just like fun. It was great. Yeah. Personally, I tend to have that experience at cons, at least it, for me. Like in Vegas, I had that uh, here. I felt like I had that. But it's always in the tournaments and things or like in the organized play where I feel like I, I find more like uh sketchier kinds of things where there's more salt generation but mm. yeah i mean people just have a different kind of approach to things when there's stakes on the line sometimes yeah, trying but, to fucking yeah. win trying to pub some some yeah noobs. exactly exactly anyway what the fuck else happened that day anything else so later that day we had our creator clash thing which was basically oh, yeah. like grab two pre-cons go jam games and mike and tony paired off and then I was kind of on my lonesome and Nick was like, I'll just do my creator clash thing now. Cause Nick was a VIP and I was like, sick. So we went and grabbed some pre-cons and sat down and were joined by another creator. Astral's flame was his name. And then another guy who I don't remember his name. I apologize. <laughs> I apologize. Mystery man. Well, our pod was fucking sick. <laughs> yeah, you guys were getting rowdy. You guys were next to us. I, I kept looking over and being like, what's going on over there? <laughs> it was like, honestly, so fucking fun. Like, I, I didn't expect it to be as fun as it was. And like, Mike was like, yo, I want to do it with Tony because we hadn't done anything together like yeah. the whole time. And he's like, I need to get the fuck away from Sam. And so then like, <laughs> we went, we picked up our pre-cons and we sat down with my boy, Billy and Mike. So another yep. Mike. Uh, and there was, they were real quick. There were so many moments over the weekend, and this happens every time Mike and I travel together or go to a con where we just get so under each other's skin. Where, <laughs> like, there was this moment when we were coming back from Commander Sealed, and I think it describes it so perfectly where we're driving and and Mike had the light on because he's sorting the One Piece cards. Go listen to that episode where we talk about Sealed. And at one point, I'm just like pestering him so much that he is like, 
I just have to not look at you for a little while. And he just turned off the light and like turned away from me. And there's so many moments like that this weekend where I would just be like, I just can't look at you right now. <laughs> yeah, we would just we would mime turning the car light off. <laughs> Anyways, continue, Tony. So Billy and Mike were super fun. They both mm-hmm. grabbed Shurikai decks. Yep. Uh, Who's not even both... the face commander. They <laughs> yeah. both did the swap off of the face commander to Shurikai right when we sat down. It was just like super fun. And I felt like the more we played with them, the more I kept realizing I was like, am I Billy? Did I find myself? <laughs> like we just had a lot of like little things about how we like to build decks and like like instantaneously it was turn like one or two. I had a creature out and I swung at Billy for like one. And he's like, Billy will remember this. And I was like, fuck yeah, he will. <laughs> yeah. And the game was great too. It was like it really was. There's yeah. like interesting shit happened, like it was a good time. And both of them were CDH players playing in the tournament the next mm-hmm. day. I ended up playing against both of them. Oh, nice. In, in separate games. But yeah, sorry, Billy. I, I stole his cannon with a Gilded Drake and then comboed off. So sorry about and that, And then won Billy. with it. <laughs> stole it and then won with it. <laughs> yep, uh, but Now that is salt in an open wound. Because <laughs> <laughs> yeah, no, nobody's winning with Savalo when they take it from me, you know? Like... <laughs> No one's winning with Silvalo when you keep yeah, it. Yeah, that's not a problem. <laughs> Bro, you lost Silvalo this weekend. We I fucking walked into that yeah, one. Didn't, yeah, I don't remember sure. that. No, I think I was eating Skittles sure. when that happened. Yeah, I don't <laughs> think I was there for that. <laughs> you weren't there for that, actually. Yeah, yeah you actually <laughs> weren't there for that. Like, you were still in the tournament. <laughs> yeah, wait a second. Yeah, that's why. <laughs> So, you know, our game was pretty fun, Nick. Nothing nothing super remarkable to to mention about it. Other than that, I did have a really good time playing the pre-cons. Yeah, same. My yeah. pre-con was pretty cool. I had the Unhello deck, which was neat. Casualty. Casualty. I keep saying causality, but it's like when you sack a creature with power two or less or something like that, and then you get to create a copy of an instant or sorcery. That, that, that pre-con was pretty fun. It was pretty powerful. Yeah, and I grabbed the Bright Palm Soul Awakener, which is like Naya plus one plus one counters. So it like felt a little Marathi, but it was more about like combat and doubling counters. And I didn't do too much that game. I basically became a massive threat over the course of the first like three turns and then just did like nothing and kept drawing cards that referenced the planar die, which we weren't (laughs) playing with. And I was like, cool, cool, cool game. It's like roll the (laughs) roll the chaos die or whatever. It's like this man (laughs) (laughs) my deck was like the scry deck but i didn't i didn't scry that many times so (laughs) yeah (laughs) (laughs) no yours was like a convoke scry deck deck. yeah yeah and i didn't do either of those things very much (laughs) it's the jeskai angel commander that uh whenever you convoke a card you get to scry to and then draw yeah yeah, yeah, yeah. draw a card yeah, yeah, but I wasn't convoking anything. <laughs> like, I you're just bad at playing magic. Yeah, yeah fucking god. Also, <laughs> well, our game was also tainted by me getting a Hullbreaker horror out at some point, and then oh, just yeah. bouncing everything, which is ridiculous that that's in a precon. Yeah, it's so funny. Like, wasn't that where it originally was? Was in the precon? Wasn't that a precon card? Um, I think it was in the set. Oh, okay. I, yeah, probably in a, a in the Innistrad set. Innistrad. Hullbreaker horror. Yeah. Mm. Okay. It's one I of the like you. that like sub theme in Innistrad that's like, ooh, there's spooky big oh, monsters like in the, the water ice and stuff like blue that. needs something. Mm, yeah, here. thing in the ice was originally that too. <laughs> here you go, blue. Yeah, 
so after that, uh, we just kind of mulled about and we were basically just killing time until we had this sort of creator party thing that we were going to. And a bunch of people came up to us and said hello. So shout out to Carlos, John, and Andy. Andy is from the Legendary Creatures podcast and bumped into Tony. And we just like totally hit it off with Andy. He's super, super chill. What was great about it, though, is it was purely because we we're both in the bathroom washing our hands like good citizens. And he just like looked over because I was wearing the Howling Saltmine shirt and kind of gave me a look and then like looked away and then like looked back again. I was like, are we about to make out? This feels like high school all over again. Like, what's going on? And, the, and he's you, like, yo, I love that podcast. That, that's and I was the sign. Like, if someone in the looks at room, you twice you just in the men's room, they want to make out with you. That was yeah, Tony's high obviously. school experience. That was my high school experience right there in a bottle. Uh, <laughs> But no, yeah, he was just like, <laughs> yo, I like listen to your podcast and it's awesome. And I was like, yo, fuck yeah. <laughs> and it was just great. And he was so chill. Hashtag love Andy. John was also super, super chill um, and was like involved in the local CDH scene. And Carlos was just a sweetheart and kept bumping into us all, all mm-hmm. weekend and saying hello. I also want to shout out Shrevin, one of our patrons who was there and was wearing yeah. a blues, a trash color for trash people shirt, which felt really cool to see in the wild. And I also want to shout out Accidental TPK, who couldn't make it to the convention, but hung out with us Friday morning. We all got breakfast together and just chilled. But we all had the thought of like, are we going to murder each other? Like on the yeah. way there, we were like, is he going to murder us? And then when we got there, he was like, I wasn't sure if you guys were going to murder me, but it was real. Which will honestly they, made they more energy. sense, right? Four on one. Like, what are you going to do? <laughs> what are the odds of five serial killers all meeting up? Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, I was like, I was like, this is the long con. We create a podcast, grind away on it for almost a year and a half, try to make it successful, get one patron, and then murder them. That's the long con. <laughs> that is the long con right there. Uh. <laughs> that was just a moment of like meeting a bunch of people and chatting with them. And we really hit it off with Andy and ended up snagging some games with him on Saturday. And it was really funny because he buried the lead so hard. He came over and he was like, I love your show. And we were chatting about it and stuff like that. And then I forget what he was saying, but he was like, yeah, like when I edit my podcast, I do this. And I was like, you have a podcast. He's like, oh yeah, I host the legendary creatures podcast. I'm like, dude, why didn't you open (laughs) saying that and being like, Hey, I'm a fellow like magic creator podcaster. Like let's talk shop about that stuff. So it was really fun. Just chit chatting about like editing and the recording process and all that kind of shit and kind of comparing notes with Andy. So I appreciated that. But yeah, to that night, to like the, yeah. the creator party the soiree, the as they, they yeah. say. The creator party. So it was like, fine. It was good. They had food for us. There wasn't any booze. And I was bummed I was about that. I was super okay. bummed hey, about that. We got we to gotta pause for a second. Shout out to Alan, uh, a mental misplay, who uh, who snuck me in. Sneak you in, dude. You just walked in. <laughs> but Alan went and got him a burger, and yeah, that was Alan, the moment. I, I felt real yeah. like like I'm not supposed to be here. I did like didn't want to like it's like I didn't pay for this food. I didn't want to like take anything. And Alan's like, "Do you want a burger?" Yeah. Like, I'm just gonna get you a burger. Like, oh, don't worry about it. It's fine. He's like, "I'm just gonna get you a burger." And bro got me a burger. So we chilled. We ate some food, and then we were sort of like, "Okay, what are we gonna do?" And Alan brought his cube. And that was really like, I mean, there's so many highlights of Friday, but that I think was like one of the biggest ones for me. I I just love playing Alan's cube. It's a conspiracy cube. It was one of the first cubes that I ever drafted. And I've been able to draft it like four or five times now. And every single time it's a super fun experience. It's just a really well curated 
uh, cube. And Nick and Tony, this is your first time drafting it ever. Yeah, for sure. So when you draft it, the experience is very weird because the cards you're seeing are fucking like gas. There's like channel, there's Emrakul, there's Kiki Jiki, there's all this crazy shit. There's also no clear archetype. Yeah. yeah. Which is like, yeah. if you're a shitty drafter like I am and you don't know how to draft, period. <laughs> and that's like, hey, draft this cube that has like basically just a bunch of two card combos in it as like the cube plus some conspiracy cards. Yeah. It's yeah. A little bit difficult to draft a deck. Let's just say that. He did so. thankfully at least give a little bit of a. He was like, look, there's like wild shit in here. And. If you see one part of a combo, there's probably the other piece in it right. too. Yep. But like, I feel like this go is true of like any cube. The more you play it, the more you understand it, and the better you can kind of be at it. But yeah, it, like it, Nick's only right. Like I when I was, I had no fucking clue what I was doing. Right. There's like playtest cards in there. There's there's like yeah, there's so much cards weird in there. shit. The mechanics of drafting the conspiracies and stuff like that themselves is like very, very fun. But if you've never drafted conspiracy, capital yeah. C conspiracy, the set before, like those yep. mechanics are very hard to value from a yeah, drafting yeah, perspective. Yeah, yeah. Right. It's like, how do I make a strategy out of these cards? Yeah. And the conspiracy cards, there's some that are conspiracies while you play the game and they do things like you play every card you drafted and you can play basic lands like kind of from exile or something. But there's also cards during the draft that say things like take this face up and at any point you can draft two cards from a pack and flip this over. So like they actually manipulate the way that the draft itself goes, which is also an extra layer of draft intrigue on top of playing. Yeah. Yeah. uh, And and there's one where it's like, everyone gives you their last card yeah yeah there's <laughs> some like pretty like, powerful ones in the extra pack one that was really cool like, yeah they, a lot the lore seeker pack so when you when you get that card uh you draft it and then an additional booster pack is just added in that's like full of yeah. gas it, it's a really really fun experience to draft this time i built like the most degenerate combo deck i could possibly do because my pack one pick one was Kiki Jiki, and my second pack had Zealous Conscripts in it, and my third pack had a Felidar <laughs> Guardian in it. Oh my god. <laughs> and then I got another Felidar and another pack, and then like sneak attack and defense of the heart, and basically like every possible way to assemble a two-card combo. <laughs> I also got the conspiracy that ties two creatures together. So when you cast one creature, you search your library for the other creature. So I connected my two Felidars with my Kiki. And then I got double stroke, which isn't a jerking off joke. It is a conspiracy that you tie to a specific instant or sorcery. And when you cast it, you copy it. So I had double gambles and <laughs> you are jerking off right now. They're telling us literally your whole fucking deck. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Because this was fucking yeah, why you sick, dude. This <laughs> fucking sick. And I like, yeah, I just loved playing it. It was, it was up there with the most fun deck I've ever built out of uh, Alan's cube. I think the other thing of note for the cube is that he really doesn't put a lot of removal in it. So it's kind of yeah. like who wins first. Yep. And so I don't need to say my whole deck because I only need to talk about you two only cards. ever played two cards. <laughs> yeah, but I still beat you multiple yeah, times. It's literally the only <laughs> two Earth cards you played. And Squirrel's Nest. And Mike, I've never seen Mike get so salty. And like, he was actually salty about it, I think. And it's because he cut my deck every time for me and like Magic Nut 
hands me like <laughs> fucking the two cards I need to turn like two or three each time. I just want magic nut hands be like fucking. Next time I'm just gonna shuffle the deck because clearly, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but I mean, one of the advantages of like my deck was that there was a conspiracy card that was like draw a second hand of seven yeah. at the start and keep oh, one, dude. That's fucking yeah. That one's really good. Where you're yeah, just like oh, oh, in like, my forty card deck. I'll yeah, just look like, at almost half of it. <laughs> Literally. <laughs> it was super fun. I yeah. had a blast. Yeah, it. I would love fun. to play it. We were there very late, too. We were there until like we were. midnight or something like that. Yeah, I think we were there until like a little after midnight and then went back and chilled until like two. So Saturday, actually, Saturday is like pretty easy to talk about. Saturday, we roll in pretty late. Nick and Mike have to get ready for the CDH tournament. And Tony and I, we had the meet and greet later that day. So we, he and I like kicked over to a place to get like some batteries because we had an audio recorder we were going to bring with us. And pretty quickly, we found out that like the meet and greet things weren't really happening or like was kind of disorganized. The story of the convention, half the events that were supposed to happen, just like there was no true timetable. Like things yeah. were just like launching when they happened. Like, yeah, I was talking to like some of the, the organizers and some of the guys there. And they're basically saying that like on the first day, pretty much all of the VIPs knocked out their creator clash event. It was the first thing they did and really overwhelmed them. And they were thinking that it would kind of be like a steady flow ish over the weekend and had that idea with like a lot of the events but it just didn't seem like the player mix was quite there. Like even on the VIP day, I heard that there were not enough people to like launch pioneer events or modern events. Cause there's like two or three players, even if that, and everyone just wanted to play commander, which you don't really need events to be playing unless you're doing like a commander draft or something like that. Mm-hmm. So it was mostly just like people wanted to jam the commander clash and they wanted to sit in the command zone and jam games. Yeah, because they wanted to get a free fucking pre con. <laughs> like, yeah. That was like the most value thing. Like, is there was like some gas ones like we talked about. So it's like, yeah, you got real value for it. Even when we did our two headed giant event, they like put out the call and were like trying to scramble together an eight person pod. So I, I think that that was like, th- there was just a little bit of sort of like, can we get enough people to do this event? Where is this event happening? Like, some of that coordination stuff was not quite there. And I don't know like what the gold standard for that is for creators at other conventions. But, you know, for me, a person who is riddled with anxiety and demands order at all times, <laughs> it was a little, it was a little, uh, stressful. Yeah. Yeah. It, it was just something to, to deal with. So we basically get to the convention to find out that there's no meet and greets and that they're just kind of unofficially happening at the same tables where the commander clashes are being played. So we sort of were just like, well, I don't think we're going to do one in that case. And we ended up just jamming yeah, games. I do feel a little bit bad for you because you were wanting to do the CDH tournament and then couldn't do it because of the will they, won't they of of meet and greetness. Yeah, That's I'm, kind I'm of a pretty bummer. bummed about that, man, because I had taken a lot of time to like tune up my Don Waker deck and make sure that all of the cards used official Watsy art because, you know, there's like a proxy rule like proxies were allowed but they had to look like a real magic card so i went mm-hmm, through all clarity my, all my decks all my proxies like swap things out so my dawn waker deck was really clear and i did some card swaps and tuned it up so i was like ready for that cdh tournament i i was definitely bummed i didn't do it i was kind of glad because i had more time to just like chill and tony and i got to spend like the whole saturday together catching games with people hanging out with tim and just kind of having a good time 
But, uh, you know, I would have loved to be in the event with you guys. Speaking of, it Speaking was of sweet. So I played in the event. I know Nick did as well. I was on Sisse. He was on Animar. And 80-minute rounds, um, which was a surprise to some people. I think, I mean, I, I just kind of show up with the deck that I have and get ready to play. But some people were expecting 90 rounds or 90-minute rounds. Um, 90 and rounds. 90 <laughs> rounds. No, but it was a huge turnout. It was like, I think, 95, 96 people maybe yeah. turned out overall. So mm-hmm. in order to really figure out a clean cut down to a top 16, that involves seven rounds of Swiss. Oof. So that's a lot. a lot. That's a lot of commander games. I won't go into too much detail about most of the games, honestly. There were some spicy moments, but I ended up going two, three, and two. Uh, like so, two wins, three losses, two ties, which was in like tied for the sixteenth slot. But I lost on tie breaks, um, so didn't quite make it there on on day two. And Nick, you had some awesome games as well, right? Yeah, I went three losses and a draw. I dropped after four because there was no way I would do more than that. But I had fun. <laughs> One of the interesting things about a tournament, like you, at a certain point, you're it's kind of clear whether or not you're still in the running for 16. So you can kind of stop at a certain point. But you should do it officially and like say yes. that you're dropping. You need not, to tell Just the not show up answers. for your fucking match. Yeah, I, I did have one game where it was a three way because the fourth player just didn't show up and did yeah. not drop ahead of the match, which was that's a bummer. Kind of annoying. Um, yeah. my games were all very good. I felt like, and I won't go into the details of each match, but it was nice to kind of see that I was kind of on par with the rest of like the play quality. Maybe mm-hmm. not like, you know, there are certainly like matchups that I didn't know or things that could be improved in my deck building, stuff like that. Mm-hmm. Uh, cause I'm lazy and, and I'm just kind of running an old list and have not bothered to change it. But at least from a like mechanics perspective, I felt like I was on point in terms of like being very diligent about you know, tracking priority, tracking, you know, action, stuff like that, and Mm -hmm. and kind of uh, being cognizant of what was happening throughout each of the games. Uh, So that was good. That's awesome. And and there really are a variety too of the level of kind of clean play that they're going to go for. We talk about it a lot Mm -hmm. during the show, but it becomes so vitally important because if people aren't doing that, you can get even these little bits of like information that then gets leaked. If people are not careful about like priority in order, like if you have to ask someone if they have any responses, it kind of leaks a little bit that maybe you do. Yeah. So there's all this stuff that, you know, as long as people are all playing very cleanly, you get to kind of experience this slightly deeper richness to some of the interactions, some of the table talk. And for, for me, it was my first in-person CDH tournament. Same. I played three online as well. Very different in person. So much more fun to try and kind of get a read on people mm. um, based on how they're interacting. Like there's something so different about looking at board states and hands <laughs> rather than needing to ask people, you know, okay, hands for everybody or like asking people how much mana is up and stuff like that. But a couple of kind of shout out moments from the tournament that I will call out. I mentioned already, but stealing a Kinnon from Billy. <laughs> we had, we've had a really fun game with our pre-cons the day before. And then we see each other in the CDH tournament. I think we were both maybe one and two or one, one and one or something at that point. I, I got wheeled into a hand that was like a Gilded Drake, a bunch of mana rocks and uh, a Dockside. And it was <laughs> so I got to just steal the Kinnon, play the dockside, get a few extra treasure, and like very precisely on mana, 
get to to go off with an Emil Dockside line and win the table from there. So that was cool. Uh, another win was just like playing through some interaction, getting Selvala going. Agatha's Soul Cauldron was a cool piece. And one of the highlights of the tournament was getting to meet Riley, Riled Up White Kid, uh, on the Sisse Discord. They're like one of the really well-known I would call them like a Sisse innovator. They're often one of the people that puts up really good tournament results. They're one of the first people. They're uh, actually a moderator, I believe. (laughs) (laughs) We love a moderator. (laughs) Are they available to (laughs) kill your slot on the podcast? (laughs) Oh, no. (laughs) In round one, they're actually sitting, standing behind me as I like, they had to buy. So I was like making some plays and they were like, would you like me to give you notes at the end of the game and i was like yes please so then we like got to talk about some of the lines so and i got to defend some of my reasoning because like no that wasn't turned on dockside count was only three like all this like really <laughs> super detailed nerdy stuff that like you get to do when you have another person that pilots a similar deck to you and you know all the specifics of she's like why is there a fucking planes in this deck <laughs> <laughs> shut up a basic land don't, don't leak my tech <laughs> oh man the the saltiest moment for me in the entire tournament was we were about to go to time like it was literally probably a minute or two minutes away from the end of the round and once you go to time you finish the turn that you're in and if no one wins that your game is a draw um so we're getting there i'm there I have like just a noxious revival in my hand and a dockside in my graveyard. It's 0% chance making it back to my turn just on the basis of time, but I have a green mana floating. So I'm like, well, I'll cast my noxious revival. Sure. Why not? I'll put my dockside on top in case it freakishly makes it back to my turn. Um, Another player counters it. And then another player resolves a final fortune uh, Mm. to take an extra turn uh, (laughs) and they get the win in that and no one has interaction because the only piece of interaction available at the table was just used on my noxious revival so that was my biggest sad because if that uh loss had been a draw i would have made it to top 16 so Mm, and in retrospect that's my that's my salty moment of the tournament and it taught me like a pretty weird thing that you you just don't get when you're playing like normal games because in in a normal cdh game you play to win right so you're playing for these lines that aim for the win in this case i just needed to not take any actions that actually was the strongest advantage Mm. for me because it would have pushed me towards the draw rather than especially a noxious revival because you could have just paid two life i was at like 12 i was like super low life but but sure still it, but it there was, was the, bad there was a green mana floating tony <laughs> i cracked a treasure to stop someone getting a dock set anyway <laughs> anyway, anyway. <sighs> yeah my games i think were all pretty good a couple highlights for me the best game we had was uh, a a Saisei or sise deck uh john who we met earlier is a, a patreon and also one of the the main cdh people in in salt lake city he was mm. playing crick uh or curic however you might say it and then uh, a calamax deck John basically ate up all of the time trying to go off with Kirik and ended multiple turns at one life and had to pass because he whiffed, like in classic Tony fashion. <laughs> and the hilarity was that like we kept trying to kill him and like 
props to Animar for having proc black because that was basically the only thing that could kind of swing in and deal damage to him. Um, at one point, he passed and had to take a mana crypt trigger to not die, uh, and somehow managed to get the the coin flip in his favor and and uh, and not die. Uh, that game Love ended it. in a draw. I, I don't remember the Calamax player's name, but Mike was watching him play. And so we went to time. It was his turn. I, of course, unluckily had all of the combo pieces and was next in line, but didn't get the time to actually cast them. And uh, man, the, the Calamax player made some very interesting decisions, including deflecting swatting a Swiftfoot Boots activation <laughs> onto another creature just because I, I don't even know. Mike, Mike, uh, had a, Mike had like a physical like guttural uh, reaction to that when it happened. It's just so, very entertaining. This is right after the one of my wins. Uh, both of my wins were like pretty early turns, so they were short games. And then we played just like like a for fun game afterwards. So I had played a game, played a for fun game, and then was watching over the shoulder of this Calamax player. And they were in a position where they were about to go to turn with a ton of open mana. Court of Calling, which would be doubled through Calamax, and a deflecting swat for interaction. And they just like goober away this deflecting swat, <laughs> trying to change the target of a Swiftfoot Boots activation when there's still another mana available for the player that activated <laughs> yeah. the Swiftfoot Boots. So I'm standing there, and it was literally the moment where I had to step away from the table because yeah. I was like, there was no way for me to stop myself from reacting. So I had to go do that, <laughs> not at the table. I was like, oh my God, what are you? What? Yeah. There were people of all skill levels playing. <laughs> 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 yeah, I feel like uh, like the the big punchline with that was that there was still mana for the Swiftfoot. Like, yes, right. Yeah. Like, immediately just like, reactivated so he it, it right and then he was like, that. "Sweet, reequip." Yeah, right. That's yes. exactly what happened. <laughs> yes, and no other removal. It wasn't like he needed to prevent the Swiftfoot boots being on there so that he could remove the. No, creature. he literally said, "Is like." I'm just doing it because I want to or something because I have it and I don't know what else I'm going to do oh, with it. God, like, just oh, save man. it. Save it for yeah. a rainy day. Yeah. <laughs> Which might be when you're trying to combo off on your next turn. <laughs> right. <laughs> uh, the only salty moment I had during the tournament, which is not really salty, but it was just like, bad breaks because I'm an idiot. Mm. My game two, which was a loss, I had the combo pieces of Animar ready to go. Animar, Kinnon, uh, Najila, and Liberator, which I hadn't played against. Liberator was very interesting. Uh, the Liberator player had a Portcullis out most of the game. So Portcullis basically, like, if there's a certain amount of creatures already on the battlefield, any new creature gets exiled under Portcullis. Uh, so it's kind of like a giant O-ring. And so one of the creatures that was exiled, I think, under Portcullis was an Aven Mind Sensor. And then the Portcullis got blown up, and then it's under my turn. And I go to tutor for my combo pieces, and then it gets pointed out that there's an Aven Mind Sensor on the battlefield. Which is the most fucking Nick thing ever. <laughs> well, there are there are players of all skill levels in this tournament. <laughs> <laughs> Fuck you. Uh, how yeah. true. How true. So I, I looked at the top four and, and failed to find and cried deeply. So, Rip. Yep. I learned something about CDH this weekend as well uh, in a casual game that I played that if you take 
10 cards out of your CDH deck, it, it doesn't make it it's casual. Still a CDH <laughs> it's deck. still a CDH deck. It's just a kind of bad CDH deck. Yeah. Uh, shout out to Tim for pub shout stomping us. Tim. I've never I've never had a cheerier pub stomp. It was like, really, honestly, really I was funny. so happy to be stomped, and it—it's it, just because like I love him, and it was a super. It's just so funny because he was like, "Oh yeah, I have this Tyam deck." He's like, "I got a casual version of it," and I was like, "Oh, sick!" You know, me thinking like I have my Marath CDH deck, and I have a casual version of my Marath deck. You know, and they're very, very different. So I was like, "Cool." Yeah. He just loves Tyam. He's playing CDH. He's playing it casually. Yeah. I was like, "I'll play my." $40 guy rooted deck. This will be cool. And, and it, it was not cool, man. Yeah. <laughs> we just got stomped. I think Once I cast he started two recurring. Spells. He started recurring a fucking, uh, what is that card? Yeah. When he had a Ranger Captain of EOS on yes. every single turn, I was like, and like we would do anything and he'd be like, oh, I'll just like bring out and crack a Ranger Captain. He's actually, you can't like, cast spells this turn. Yeah. I was like, okay, well, I think you're going to win. Yeah, <laughs> it was really funny. And later on, we were busting his nuts over it. And he was just like, he was like, yeah, I, uh, sorry, guys. I guess I bump stopped you. <laughs> <laughs> Straight up. I think at this point, Nick, you were out. We played a yeah, we CDH went to a bar. game. <laughs> oh, yeah. We went to a bar, got some drinks, which it was nice to have a beer after like three days of not having one. <laughs> that sounded very alcoholic. Yeah. Uh, right. <laughs> We're here for you, Sam. But also, Utah's a very dry town. Yeah, I mean, it, it was just fun to like chill for a little bit and have some drinks. And after that, I think we all went downtown and grabbed some food with Tim, a few guys from the CDH tournament, and Travis and Ryan and just like chilled and then we were all super exhausted went back to the Airbnb and we're like, we're like we should go to bed let's play another <laughs> game until two but instead did that yeah yeah what a game no, we said, no, no 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 we said we'll play a quick one yeah yeah we'll, we, we'll play we one declared that it would be quick which of so, course means it's not two hours yeah. but that was the five blightsteel game go that listen the to five the last yeah, episode yeah. to get the uh the recap of that <laughs> yeah <laughs> And then Sunday came around again. We woke up really late. It was like a theme of the whole weekend was that people were like, we should get a game in tomorrow. I'll be at the con at 8 a.m. And I was like, I'm not going to be awake at 8 a.m. <laughs> yeah. What are you talking about? <laughs> like, <laughs> rolled into the con at 10 is what it's all about, man. I'm a little upset that of all these nights, Sam never mentioned the pillow talk that he and I had whilst <laughs> gazing into each other's eyes, sharing memes before we went to bed each night. And just farting, farting so much. Did you hear that, Mike? Do you hear how Sam betrayed you like that? <laughs> Clicks the light off. I'm so glad to not be in there. Yeah. I slept with him one night over the week. That was fine. It was yeah, in we, an airport. We already slept in the airport together. Um, yeah, Tony and I did share a room and it was super fun. Like er we would like go to bed and then be like, look at this Dragon Ball Z meme. And just like, like literally <laughs> just like back and forth the whole time. So that that was super, super fun. <laughs> Sunday rolls around and we got a couple CDH games in in the morning. I think there was a bit of yeah, debate whether this was Tim. Saturday or in the morning. We played with Tim and then we played one with John, uh, who's one of our patrons, who was the Kirik player that we were talking about. And a local to the Utah CDH scene, mm. and that was a super cool list. Uh, Kirk yeah. doesn't work great when uh, there's an Uba mask on the field, uh, and <laughs> he's trying to draw his whole fucking deck. That was a crazy game. Yeah, <laughs> he was doing crazy well. shit. Still worked pretty fucking well, man. Like it, well, he almost beat us, like very no, handily. For sure. 
it, it's mostly that the hard pieces becomes like everything becomes much more telegraphed yeah. and temporary too right yeah All those cards just go yeah away. he like has mm-hmm. to cast the stuff then yeah but he, yeah, he was definitely popping off. It was sick. It was, it was wild. cool watching that deck. Maybe want to play that deck again. <laughs> Good. That game I also had Unbound Flourishing, which has been in my Marath deck for like three years. And I've only ever cast it, I think twice. And this is the first time that I've actually ever used it to cast an X spell. So if people don't want <laughs> don't know what Unbound Flourishing is, it, it's like a doubler for X cost things. And Marath happens to have an X cost activated ability. So typically it's just used as like, a second hardened scales effect with with like a little bit of extra value but this time i was able to use it for double tutors like double green sun zenith and double court of calling and holy fucking shit man that's a good card putting two creatures on the battlefield from your deck feels pretty good you won that game right because that was the one where you like showed john the like damage to kill him when he yeah. had like three life and he's <laughs> like oh yeah yeah <laughs> John had, of course, flown super close to the sun with the Kyrick deck, and I got the Unbound Flourishing out and Marath, which doubles the Marath pings. So, you know, it seems like it'd be maybe three damage to face, uh, but it was six damage to face, which was right. enough to kill John. Well, he's at seven, right? And then he yeah, he, yeah, he's one life to do something. You're like, oh, no, he uh, he took a damage from his mana vault being tapped. Oh, yeah. And then he was at six, and I was like, uh, activate Marath for two damage. And he was like, okay. <laughs> and I was like, and then I'll activate it two more times. He's like, oh no. <laughs> no, you were you did it one at a time. Yeah, you definitely <laughs> you did it one like, at a time. I will do two more damage. He's like, not like this. Yeah. Please. <laughs> I was just so wary of him having something. I was like, let me do yeah. one yeah. and see what happens. Cause if he responds, I'll need to like dump it all on. But yeah, it was it was a good time. And then after that, what do we do after that? We recorded a podcast. Yeah. After that, we recorded. They had like a pretty sweet little recording area set up in the hotel for us, but it was just fun to record there. We just recorded a regular ass episode and saved the recap episode for now, partially just because Mike was still in the CDH tournament. So I didn't want to do it without him, but also it was just kind of fun to have a regular episode in that space. all just looking each other right in the face. No, to be clear, it was Sam and <laughs> Sam and Tony looking at each other in the face, and me looking longingly at an angle. That's the way the mics were set up. Yeah, the mics had. I was like <laughs> staring into Sam's eyes more than when we were sleeping together, which yeah. is like fucking saying something. More than when I was farting for dominance in the bedroom. <laughs> <laughs> but it was it was a really fun time doing that, and then we went back, and I think had time for one more game. You did. I was out. I I went to the airport after that. Oh yeah, yeah. You Mike bounced. started playing One Piece. One yeah, piece. Mike played One Piece with Tim. The One Piece. The One Piece is real. <laughs> I think the best part about that joke was that towards the end of the weekend, Nick and Tony were both kind of saying it just because we had said it so much. Still haven't seen had the meme. Worked. I still haven't seen the meme, so I don't it actually know what the meme is. Their but brain. I just like. <laughs> I was mostly just singing the Kanye song because I like that. Song. Yeah, that's so true too. funny, man. Uh, no, I think that's an original song from the meme. Um, mm-hmm. <laughs> check that. So all weekend I'd been trying to get a game with Nat, uh, Giraffe and Nat, because she has a, I think it's Kellis is the name. It's the new Boros legend. I think it's like Oko's son canonically. If you guys know the card I'm talking about. Really? Nope. Yeah. Canonically? Yes. I don't know the card, let alone yeah, I have no who his daddy is. All I know like, is Kellen. <laughs> daddy Chill. Yeah. <laughs> daddy Chill. 
Yeah, Kellen. <laughs> Kellen is Oko's son. And the card basically has like going on an adventure to tutor an equipment from your library. And then the commander itself has double strike and the more equipment is on it, it gives a power buff to all your other creatures. So it's a really yeah, interesting yeah. like Boros equipment Voltroni deck that also wants to go wide. Is it interesting? I feel like they all fucking do that shit. Going wide is is pretty rare, I think, for Boros equipment. Boros equipment is usually just like straight up Voltron. Yeah, there's a couple equipment like Boros equipment commanders that care about multiple equipped creatures, but I yeah. would say it's not as popular. Yeah, I think there's an Akiri that does that as well, where you can draw a shit ton of cards. But, but a lot of them are usually like a Voltron-centric thing. So anyway, she described it as as her Bloodforged Battle Axe deck. And I was like, oh, I also have a deck that basically does that. <laughs> we just wanted to get a mirror match in all weekend. So we finally did on Sunday. It was me, Nat, Beth, who is Queen of Cardboard on Twitter. Uh, she's another creator. And then Alec from the Fairy Conclave podcast. And it was a really fun game. I played Roger Arden, and <laughs> as that deck usually does, I came out really hot out of the gate. I was like Soul Ring, Arcane Signet, Bloodthirsty Battle Axe, Rodrak, and felt bad that I was pub stomping. And of course, again, what usually happens with that deck is everybody else caught up and started overwhelming. Uh, somehow made it out of that. I think it was just because Nat was way scarier than my board because she got Bloodthirsty Battle Axe and just started getting so many with the double strike. And I did end up winning that one with uh, that combo, that angel combo. But the game ended. Oh, I thought with, you were just going to say Goto Helm. Basically. <laughs> I mean, it's it's basically Goto Helm. It's, um, I always forget who it is, like Gisela. I think it's Gisela and Aurelia, Sword of Hearth and right? Home. Aurelia. Yeah, it's Aurelia and Sword of Hearth and Home. So I ended with that, but the game ended with 30 Bloodthirsty Battle Axe on the battlefield, which was pretty great. Nice. An appropriate amount of yeah. Battle Axes. It felt nice. good. And that was the last game of the weekend, and then we bounced the fuck out of there. Yeah. But then I got mad sick on the, <laughs> the flight <laughs> home. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> and then had to try and move, pack and move my entire home uh, oh while like <laughs> dying. Yeah. Mike and I got in Monday morning. So we left, we left at like, like, I think our flight took off at like 7 PM on Sunday and we got home at 5 AM on Monday. <laughs> and, it, and let me tell you folks, we did not sleep enough for that. It fucking sucked <laughs> ass. We barely got to play enough one piece on, on our flights <laughs> and in the airport, man. Yeah, True. That was pretty much the weekend. So what do you guys think of the the con? Like, what's your overall impression? I think it was awesome. I I love events that are like just a little more low key than some of the full on um, like magic cons. I think it definitely has aspirations to be one of those. So I think in the yeah. future, it may have more people. It may be a little bigger, continue to grow. Um, but I really liked it. I thought the CDH tournament was really well run. Um, a huge shout out to the judges. They were excellent, really clear, really great to work with, um, really great even in just game situations, just overall awesome. And tons of cool players in the CDH community out there in, you know, not quite West Coast, but starting to get over there. Um, so I thought that was all great. And, you know, I've been saying to everyone that has asked me about it so far, it was four days of magic in both ways of the word. You know, it was really Aww. fun and really, really great game. So love it. Fucking nerd. Tony just swallowed his vomit a little bit after that. Like, no, <laughs> his heart fluttered and he didn't know how yeah. to handle it. <laughs> and he, he had to cover it with, with an insult. Yeah, yeah, yeah. for sure. 
I guess I would say that overall, I thought it was definitely a success and fun. I didn't really do any of the organized stuff, but the organized stuff that existed felt like it wasn't that organized. Uh, would probably be my only like downfall. I'd say as far as like the the other things, like the CDH turn, like the, their two big tournaments seem like they ran like pretty well. But like a lot of the like side things that were supposed to happen, like I had a draft I was supposed to do. And this is why I say the organization was kind of poor is because I went to the table where they were setting up things and asked and the guy was like, I don't really know. Go ask these other people. I went and ask those other people. They're like, we don't really know. And this this is supposed to be like my, my content creator thing where, you know, the hordes of people dying to draft with Tony <laughs> from the Howling Saltmine where, you know, they weren't they lost that opportunity because it wasn't organized enough. Um, well, yeah, there's no one queued for the event. So, yeah, <laughs> uh, I think the other thing that they did well that I liked is they had some interesting vendors there mm. of just like, like kind of cool stuff. There's this one person who had like this like resin art that was like really sick. Uh, there was also these fucking die. I, do you know, does it do you die know hard dice, is? baby? Die hard dice. trackers from die hard dice are my fucking, fucking god. Sick. I love playing with that fucking thing. I've been playing with it this whole time. <laughs> yeah, like they're super fun. I highly recommend those die because that life counter is fucking sick. Uh, and there's like uh, other people with like cool deck boxes, like these wooden deck boxes and like a bunch of other stuff. It felt like there was enough unique stuff that still is like obviously very appropriate for magic. But like I didn't see any of that when I was at Magic Fest 30. Uh, it felt like that was more quote fine-tuned if it's like it's gonna be these artists and these specific like people selling cards and like it felt like it had like a homey kind of touch to it almost like like a small thing would like a mom and pop kind of shop it felt like a mom and pop kind of convention mm-hmm. uh which i like that vibe and it was like smaller uh which also was like a, a plus for me because i just wanted to jam games and that's what i got to do yeah i agree with all of that uh nice okay definitely... what do you think well, thanks nick, thanks, nick. <laughs> you, I was pausing to collect my thoughts. I have more thoughts. <laughs> you know, it was definitely not nearly as flashy as Vegas, and I think that's a good thing. Mm-hmm. So, a couple of things we didn't talk about, but there was no issues with play space at all. Oh, like yeah. there was plenty yeah. of tables. Like you could go basically anywhere and find a place to sit, find a place to play games. There weren't going to be space issues. Like there was no way. Yeah, like they no had way. more space than the amount of people who showed up. Yeah. By by at least double, I would yeah. say. Mm. The other thing we didn't talk about was like if you were a person who cares about artist access, like that's a place to go to because like there was no lines pretty much for yeah, any artist yeah. of any significant length the whole time. Cause I know when we Talked about Magic 30, like that was kind of a pain point. You'd wait in line for like two or three hours to get to see one artist. And that was kind of your day because you couldn't really do anything else. But here, like, you know, the artists were pretty readily available throughout the whole time. Like at most you're waiting for like 15, 20 minutes for some of the the bigger ones. Like I think John Avon was there. Uh, He had like a small line, but it was not unreasonable. So I think if that's, you know, something that you care about and the artists that you want to to see are going to be there, that was definitely worth it. You know, I, I kind of already said the piece about like, I don't think the VIP tier was worth it. And and I think to your point, Tony, about the events, I think everybody was there to play commander, basically. Like, yeah, yeah. You were either there to play commander or you were specifically there for like a limited tournament event. And that was kind of it. Yeah. People were either playing limited drafts and like limited events or they were there playing commander or like some of the commander events that there really wasn't much of a presence for modern or pioneer, right. even though I know that those events were happening. Yeah. I mean, I think like that was just kind of the nature of it. Like, I don't think it was like 
their fault. I think it was just based off the interest of the people that were there. Like everybody yeah. was just kind of there to play commander. Uh, it was cool that like they weren't really like gatekeeping access to the commander games or to the command zone in any meaningful way that I saw at least. Mm-hmm. Maybe maybe other people had different experiences with that, but you know everybody was able to play, uh, and that was cool. I was tired the whole time. That was that was kind of like my only like <laughs> yeah. point. I was like very sleepy. Yeah. I don't know. It was fun. I would do it again. Oh, did uh hey, did you guys notice that the the event uh took place in in a salt city and then it was at the salt palace? Don't, don't you guys isn't your podcast name like something salt something? Isn't that like kind of funny and ironic? No. You, that's the wrong podcast. Uh, never mind that. Sorry. <laughs> yeah. Okay, cool. Hey Sam, what did you think about it? I, I had a really good time. I mean, I thought it was I thought it was a super, super fun weekend, played a shit ton of magic, met a bunch of people, both creators and just people in the community. And, you know, got to hang with my buddy Tim, which is always a fucking good time. Fucking love Tim. Tim's the shit. It was so, so much fun. You know, the event was a little smaller. I, I think they were hoping that it would be a little bit bigger, but I love a small convention vibe. So selfishly, like I was kind of down with how chill it was. Overall, I had a really, really awesome time. I mean, I think any convention where you can just kind of steep yourself in the community, jam games with people, meet people, and just kind of talk about magic the whole time and chill. And especially weekend getting to hang out with you guys. What? what? I was very pleased that there just weren't a ton of barriers that like kept Nick from hanging with us while we were doing like creator things. Like we basically Mm -hmm. get to sync up all of that shit. And, you know, for better or worse, like, there just weren't that many barriers, period. Kind of how we talked about it. You could just sort of walk into the command zone and stuff like that. So <laughs> I dug that <laughs> Yeah, just from yeah. like a pure user experience. It was a good time, man. I mean, I, I think if they do it again next year, I'd be super interested to see where they go. I know they have some big plans for where it's going to be. And that'll be really cool to see. And, you know, I hope it was a success for those guys, too, just because uh, I know it's hard to run big events like that it's it's challenging sure. i think one thing i would do differently is i would eat more real food <laughs> yeah that's, that's like we always did so much bad food <laughs> i would eat less time. skittles that <laughs> yeah. district coffee breakfast burrito i left a review there it was literally the best <laughs> breakfast burrito i've ever had and then that's good. like not ironic like i mean that with full sincerity it was the best breakfast burrito i've ever had have you been to california bro it, i don't think it'll stand up that was so funny oh, oh man the best breakfast good. burrito i had was it in was california in san diego the best one i've had is in providence rhode island fuck yeah baby whatever bro yes that seems like fake news yeah that's what i'm saying it's not even a real city <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> well well i mean you got to do like the thing, right? That's the ramble, guys. That's, That's it the end for of our it, con so. wrap up of the year. Well, we've done a couple this year, but yeah, that that's it for the I was con trying to give you a lead into the fucking thing. <laughs> that was like the, the salty guard of the week. Blah, 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 blah. I don't think we're doing you, a, Sam. No, we're you. not doing We're one. not doing a salty card. Nope. No, we're not doing a salty card. I was saying like, you know, Tony, I, I don't know what you're on about, dude. You're yes, on the mark, suck. though. Tony, could you chill? He's just chill. He chill. sucks so much. <laughs> but yeah, it was just a really good time, guys. And and thanks for all the prospectors that came out and, you know, talked to us, got tokens from us, just chatted with us and made us feel very special. You know, that really just means a lot to be in the community and kind of have that, have those moments of recognition where people are like, hey, I hear your shit and I like it and I enjoy it. So really appreciate oh. that shit. 
And before we close up the show, we got to shout out our Salt Packet Plus tier Patreon members. Thanks for the support, guys. We got Rothbox in here, Bobo Fett, Snoringes, and Sam Power Gamer, who isn't me. Hey, it'd be kind of hilarious if, if it was they just were, me though. putting my own. <laughs> <If you're> just... <laughs> One of our numbers up. <laughs> yeah, it'd be even better because, like, I like honestly didn't know. So if you actually were just like, doing what? <laughs> oh man. And if you want more Howling Salt Mike content. <laughs> Smooth um, transition. Yeah, thank you. Yeah, Fucking I mean, trash. you know, this is a bit of a different episode, a bit more rambly. I'm sure we've cut some stuff for time. But if you like this, if you disregarded my initial message where I said, don't listen to this fucking episode if you're new and you listen to this episode, well, hopefully you made it this far. And two, go listen to some of our other shit. And if you want more Howling Salt Mine, check out our Patreon patreon.com slash howling salt mine we have our monthly extra salt series we have our weekly stray grain series putting up two to three of those a week because we've got a lot of them in the hoppers so they're going out and we also have some higher tiers if you want custom hand-drawn tokens from me or to be part of our monthly token mail club whatever we're calling it we'll send you tokens in the mail that uh i designed and we printed <laughs> and it's like a little monthly token club kind of thing it's fun it's cool people yeah. like it if you have a salty story that you want featured on a future episode of The Howling Salt Mine, send it to us at thehowlingsaltmine at gmail.com or submit it to us on our website, which is howlingsaltmine.com or thehowlingsaltmine.com. We're inconsistent with the use of the, so our website is the same way. We also have merchandise on there. You can get some shirts at our bonfire store, like Howling Wizard Salty Gang. We love casting spells. And 1-800-ARE-YOU-FLAPPING are up there right now. We also have custom Dragon Shield sleeves, on our website as well. So you can take a look at that. If you haven't yet, something that really does help with the podcast is leaving a five-star review in your favorite podcast app of choice. Uh, that really does help people find us naturally. We actually bumped into a bunch of people at Salt Lake City that were like, I'm one of those people that found you through Spotify. And I think because I say this comment every episode, people like to tell me that that's how they found the podcast. So hmm. I'm just going to keep saying it and hopefully it keeps happening. And last but not least, we got to shout them out every episode. Our amazing podcast artist, J.D. Burnett. If you're ever in Asheville, North Carolina, hit him up and get a tattoo from him. He's a really cool guy. 10,000 subscribers are bust. Fun fact, <laughs> Chase from Mana Curves, we were talking to them and they were like, oh yeah, you are the guys where your podcast art is the tattooer that I live like two blocks away from. And I was like, yes, that's oh, us. Sick. So shout out to Chase, who's down in that area and might hit up J.D. Burnett for a tattoo. Who knows? Well, thanks, everybody. Stay salty. And as always, don't forget to draw an additional card during your draw step. It's the Howling Salt Mine. The Howling Salt Mine. Yeah, you got to get that boom arm, that SM7B just hanging over your your setup like a pro get that cloud lifter what he said yeah. you know you know get the cloud lifter they actually Bro, make I'm, one i'm they already on one. that cloud lifter dude they already make a <laughs> blowing clouds yeah. <laughs> i'm deep on that cloud lifter they actually make a uh, they came out with a new sm7b that uh no longer needs the extra amp. It has a built in, which is smart. Suck my balls, seven. Yes, that's what it's seven. <laughs> <laughs> <laughs>
Suck my seven balls. Suck actually. my seven balls. Suck my seven <laughs> balls. At one point, back uh, like Glee Club days, there was a Tony. There's a picture floating around of Tony making funny face, and then uh, we captioned it with just that ass underneath. I'll have to see if I can find that. Oh, you mean that, was, that, oh, that picture that I have saved on my phone? I think it's oh, like yeah. that I can one. bring up right I've now. I've seen the one, and I wasn't even there when it was taken. Yeah, oh my fucking Tony's god. Like, <laughs> basically that face just in the background just like, let, me, let me go to my favorite album on my phone i really hate that so much <laughs> favorite yeah yeah it's it's definitely it's tony with hair tony, tony with hair. hair tony with the good hair. what a classic that is funny like <laughs> showing up so poorly is that better oh yeah that's yeah, better yeah, it's that's way better, better. <laughs> way better <laughs> oh it's so good yeah sam cut this cut this sam sam cut this oh cut i will this. i'm sam, cutting sam, a lot cut from this. this one sam leave this in you suck <laughs> Wow. <laughs> what a what a weird way to start the episode, Tony. Why'd you say that right at the beginning of the episode? What a great bloop that's gonna be. <laughs> it's gonna be bad. This will be one of the bloopers where where in the review Mike is like, that's a pretty weak blooper. And I'm like, you're right. And I cut it. <laughs> Just a little bloop. <laughs>